everyone, it's the one who's missing me some pink elephants, Cassie, and in this episode of Disflix Tickets, I'm going to be reviewing Dumbo. Welcome back to Disflix Tickets, an extra episode from Disflix and Tidbits, where I, Cassie, tell you all about how I felt about the newest Disney film that came out in theaters. Any warning for those who are listening to this before watching the movie, I tend to separate any spoilers towards the end of the podcast in case you don't want to hear any spoilers at all. Um, I name it the spoiler zone. I will prompt you and you will know when it it starts. So let's get down into it. What's happening? Where are they taking her? Take Dumbo back inside. But she's his mom. Do something. She needs us. Look at me. We're going to bring your mama home. Dumbo is the latest Disney movie to hit theaters on March 29, 2019. It's another movie to add to the list of animated to live action remakes that Disney has been trying to trend for numerous of years. This year in 2019, in fact, is a big year for live action remakes with this movie, Dumbo, Aladdin coming out in May, and then The Lion King out in July. We're also getting a sequel to a live action remake. Uh, well, a retelling with Maleficent 2 later in the year, so Disney is really pushing this trend hard and fast. Unfortunately for Disney, these aren't favorites of many of the fans of the original animated versions. For example, the last live-action remake film was Beauty and the Beast, starring Emma Watson and Dan Stevens. Disney had hyped this movie up remarkably, going as far as retheming a Fantasyland restaurant in Disneyland that was formerly Pinocchio Village House, which is now known as the Red Rose Tavern, with new design characters from the film into the theme of the restaurant. There's like the newly designed Mrs. Potts and teacups with a chip in there. There's a room dedicated to Gaston, but it's the animated version Gaston. It's just very dark and reminiscent of that Beauty and the Beast film. They also went all out with merchandise with Belle and Beast dolls that kind that caused some kind of chatter since the Bell doll kind of looked really off. Yeah, they were trying to go for Emma Watson's likeness, but it kind of looked like Justin Bieber at a point. That's what a lot of people were saying. The reason why I bring up this film, besides the high marketing that came out of it, is because it was highly criticized with both a controversial point, that being the subtle hint of LeFou's sexuality. I'm not going into that, but it was... It was kind of stupid. People were going to boycott this movie because of this and just, okay, we we found out who you guys are. The end, the scrutinization of the plot in the actors, for example, Emma Watson was being auto-tuned when she sang and the plot point of Belle's mother was just kind of out there and wasn't needed. Um, This movie kind of left a sour taste in many fans' mouths that would later become a hesitation or distrust against Disney for any more of these kind of movies. Then Disney announced the list of movies that would be coming out in the next couple of years, which were mostly Disney live-action remakes, Dumbo being the next one. For me, I was kind of flabbergasted when they first announced Dumbo. How were they going to do a full-length movie on Dumbo when the first one was so short at 64 minutes, when most of the movie was dedicated to songs and 
there was very little little going on in the whole film. I mean, the pink elephant uh, scene, as beautiful as it was, took up 10 minutes of that film by itself. Plus, how are they going to skirt around the controversial moments in the film, like the animal animal abuse, the child intoxication, and the racist stereotypes mixed in there? I actually went back to this film not not too long ago on another series once I watched a Disney with uh, the host from Modern Mouse podcast, Josh, as uh, we re-explored the original Dumbo, preparing us for this film that came out. We asked many of these questions that I just mentioned, and you should definitely take a listen, especially if you just rewatched the 1941 film recently. It's it's a really good conversational piece there. So how like I keep going back to how are they going to redo Dumbo? Then they announced Tim Burton was the director, and we got first visuals, uh, which looked very creepy and dark to me. But that's Tim Burton, right? I originally did not want to watch this film with fear that I would kind of bawl my eyes out in a public setting. (laughs) This was after hearing snippets of Baby Mine from the trailers. Uh, The little plot that the original Dumbo had was of Dumbo being torn away from his mother. And being a mother myself, I wasn't ready to be wrecked emotionally from a big screen production. But hey, I guess it's just preparing me for the Lion King remake later this summer. (laughs) Or even earlier with Avengers Endgame, wherever that plot is going to take us. So I went into this film with both skepticism and curiosity. And I came out going, meh. (laughs) I didn't hate the film, don't get me wrong, but clearly it isn't a favorite of mine and probably will not see this again. Maybe if my son wants to watch it in the future, maybe I'll watch it again. It just, it didn't leave a strong impression on me. It was just okay. Uh, With some notable problems with with the story. What I like more about this film are the visuals. Tim Burton's always has an eye for setting a scene using colors to represent a certain mood that he wants to convey. I know he usually is strong with muted colors or a monochromatic color scheme used in his past films, but he also is great with bright colors like with Big Fish and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. This is more along the lines closer with the colors to Big Fish than anything if you if you remember that film. The colors are bright and popping during big magical moments and then it, it tones it down and darkens or mute, mutes colors during serious or emotional scenes. I noticed that a lot as the film and the plot progressed. Dumbo and, and the other animals are all CGI, which are great looking. I, I mean, I know in this day and age our minds and eyes are already uh, adapted to what CGI looks like now, but... Given the fact that five years ago with CGI, this is like miles from where we started from. I mean, look at the old Toy Story. I, with the first use of a computer animation in that film, and now look at the Dumbo and the animals in here. It's kind of remarkable, and it kind of is jaw dropping if you take a step back and look at it for what it is and the achievements they made to make this animal so lifelike. I mean, there's a point where one or all of the actors at one point touch or hug hug Dumbo throughout the film, and it doesn't look as if they're touching or hugging air anymore. 
say the Twilight series saw that when Kristen Stewart, who plays Bella, was hugging a CGI wolf. It looks odd. It looks like she's hugging air. She doesn't look like she's hugging a wolf. In here, it actually looks like they're touching and hugging Dumbo. And I know it looks like CGI, but it's so well done. So that's what I did like about it. I also liked how they handled Dumbo's plotline. Like with most of the live action remakes, the plotline strays away from the original or add on to the story. Since the original movie was so short, we all knew that they were going to add on to it and give it a little more girth to uh, extend for more than an hour. So we knew something was going to change. I kind of liked where they went with this. As you can tell by the trailers, there are a lot more characters involved in this story, so there are a lot more plot lines and things are added or changed. I won't say what it is, I will leave that for the spoiler section, but going back to Dumbo's plot line, I liked how they handled it. Um, I was really interested in Dumbo and his story, and it kept me intrigued and in wanting more of Dumbo throughout the whole movie. I also thought that Michael Keaton, Danny DeVito, and Colin Farrell did a great job in their roles. Danny DeVito is probably the standout actor in this film. He kept you engaged when he was on screen, and you can really relate to his character more than any of the others, and I'll explain why later. That brings me to the negatives. It mostly has to do with the actors, unfortunately. I felt like the actors who played the two kids in the story were kind of lacking. They just didn't show enough emotion for such an emotional type film. I know they are kids, so I'm trying to be sensitive about it, but I don't think they brought their best performance here, which could be an unfair thing to say because it's all about the editing. Uh, It could be the editing's problem here. The editing in this film kind of struck me as odd in some places where I felt like some scenes were cut and it was very obvious obvious that they were cut. So it could be the fault of the editing of this film and they didn't choose the right scenes for these actors and so the actors kind of came out wooden than they should have. And that's kind of where this movie kind of falls because of that aspect. And it also came to my attention that this film could be really dark for some young viewers. I went in with some of my friends, but none of us brought our kids at all. But there are some scenes that were either too emotional or too scary. I wasn't in the mindset of what to look out for since my child wasn't there. I know my son. My son is really young and he will not sit through a a a full movie yet. He wants to go and play. He's a very outdoors person. I knew bringing him would not be good because he would not be engaged. So I wasn't thinking in that mindset. But as I talked to other moms and other parents, they were pointing out some scenes that could be deemed unsuitable for a younger audience. I hate to spoil this, but if if you do have a young kid and you're considering taking your young kid, there is a death in it. It's not gruesome. You don't see it. It's off camera, but it is mentioned. I just want to um, point that out to you if you are bringing your kid in there. Also, there's some scary elements towards the end of the film and with dark colors and ominous music that I mentioned before, it could be intimidating as well. There were kids in our theater, which um, I'm kind of guessing that they were age range of five to eight, but I didn't hear any crying or no whimpers of fear or anything, but you know your child, you know what they can handle, just wanted to mention some things that were 
cause of concern for other parents. So one thing I do want to note it, note here is the kids in my theater did seem to enjoy it. There was one vocal girl that every time Dumbo flew, she would always go, yay, Dumbo, and clap, like a big round of applause. And it was always the same girl. Every time Dumbo flew, and it always put a smile on my face because it reminded me of why they made this film in the first place. It's for the little ones, and it's for the magic, and it's for the nostalgia. Overall, it's good. It's not great. So if you haven't already watched it, um, I wouldn't recommend seeing it unless you really, really love the original Dumbo and want to see the new adaptation. Otherwise, I would wait until you can rent or own it. If you haven't watched the original, it's okay to watch it without watching the original so you won't feel out of the loop. You can go into this film with fresh eyes. There are some things as a nod to the animated version, but you won't feel like you're being left out of anything at all. So if I had to rank this film from a 1 to 10 scale, I would give this a solid 5 out of 10. It's an average film. There's some plot issues, acting issues, but the visuals are still great along with music and most notably Dumbo. Yeah, his story kept me very intrigued throughout the film, and so that that's one big plus about it. So my personal opinion, I would wait to rent this unless you're going to the movies and have already seen everything in theaters, then yeah, go watch it. But it isn't a strong film. So if you haven't seen this movie yet and don't want to be spoiled, I suggest you turn to your next podcast in your playlist because I'm going to talk about something that may spoil some plot points. Spoiler Zone starts now. Fly, Dumbo. Fly, baby of So we're into the spoiler zone and I wanted to talk about some things that did irk me that I cannot really talk about in the spoiler free zone. So I'm going to talk about the pros first to start out on the right foot. Um, As I mentioned, I do love the visuals. The music was great. Yes, Baby Mine is in it. So the, the plot of Dumbo, if you don't remember from the animated version, Um, It's very short and sweet. You can probably say the whole plot of the whole movie in one sentence. Mrs. Jumbo gets a elephant from the stork and he has big ears so the other elephants make fun of him. She tries to protect her kid when humans pick on him and she gets deemed as a mad elephant. The other elephants in the pride don't like him and kind of ostracize him from the rest of the pack. So Timothy the mouse comes in, you know, and helps Dumbo try to uh, be stronger so he can get to his mother faster. And then he learns to fly in the end. That's basically it. That's all that happens. (laughs) In this film, most of this plot happens really quick in the first half of the film. I I just thought it was interesting how they did wrap it up by introducing the new human characters. Timothy the Mouse, of course, is not in this film, but he is, he does have a little cameo in it. Uh, the main character, Millie, who is daughter of a cowboy performer who doesn't want to be in the circus. She wants to do scientific experiments, and so she experiments on rats like by... Um, trying to teach them how to do certain things or to 
play on command. And so that's where Timothy comes in. So there is no talking animals throughout this whole film. They, they try to keep it natural. There's this one bad dude that is like the elephant trainer or elephant wrangler before Holt, who is played by Colin Farrell, comes into the to the picture. He doesn't like Holt and he doesn't like the elephant, so he like mistreats them. And not in the original animated film kind of way. It's just kind of like off camera. He cracks a whip but doesn't touch the elephants. So he kind of picks on Dumbo and of course Mrs. Jumbo kind of protects her son um, because he keeps cracking the whip and, like, people are made, making fun of him, and so she kind of goes berserk and, and collapses the, the tent, just like in the film, but not in, like, a petting zoo fashion. It was actually on stage. There's the mad elephant, and there, like I said, there is a death, like I mentioned. Um, it's very quick. You, you could blink and you kind of could, um, not notice it. It happens off camera, and um, you just kind of see the coroner van and his hat. And because of this, they had no excuse but to lock Mrs. Jumbo up. And then this is where we get baby mine, because Dumbo escapes from wherever he was being held, and he goes up to the caravan that's holding Mrs. Jumbo, just like the film. And one of the... Um, circus performers is playing a ukulele and she's singing Baby Mine. I started weeping. <laughs> it was such a powerful uh, moment in a powerful scene that um, you just felt for Dumbo. A note, I didn't even cry in the animated version what uh, when I rewatched it. So that, that shows you a lot. I've heard from other moms that brought their kids to it that they cried at this scene too. So it's a very emotional scene and it gets to you. There's um, other nods about the the animated film, like right before Mrs. Jumbo gives birth, she sees a stork outside her window. It's kind of a nod to that. Uh, Danny DeVito's character, I loved his character and he is the ringmaster. He is one of the Medici brothers. He just, he's humming the Casey Jr. song from the original film. Casey Jr.'s in it, and like, he doesn't move like the animated film. He just, um, he is created in a way that it looks like he's smiling. It's, it's very cool visuals in, in the beginning of how they pack up the circus and go off. There's not much animals in this. I think they only used elephants. There's a monkey in there. Overall, it, it's good visually. There's also a, a nod to pink elephants and not how you would... They were celebrating something that's important to the plot that Danny DeVito's character, the ringmaster, uh, Medici, he was trying to celebrate with champagne and here comes one of the clowns. like, yeah, champagne for everyone. And they were talking to Dumbo at the time. Ringmaster Medici's like, no, no not in front of the kids or um, not for Dumbo, he's a baby. And so that kind of put that intoxication thing away. So we don't have that anymore. The pink elephants do come back later in the film as bubbles. Somehow they manipulate bubbles into turning into pink elephants. I thought it was cool. It was very visually stunning. And I wish there was more because that's my favorite part of the animated version. (laughs) 
even though it does go on for a long time, I think it's just brilliant. Um, so yeah, that that's my pros added on to the things that I, I said in the spoiler-free zone. Now the cons, the cons are the kids. The kids, um, I don't know if it was editing or if there was something lacking there. The main character, Millie, who is the older daughter of Holt, who doesn't want to be a circus performer, but truly loves and takes care of Dumbo. There were some points where everybody was frightened for Dumbo. Everybody was expressing this, but she was very stone-faced when this happened. She had no emotion whatsoever, and it just took me out. Another thing is um, probably another editing problem. There was a scene that you can tell that was cut out because I wanted more about the relationship between Holt and his 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 kids, and they kind of forgot about the younger boy at the later half of the film. He just kind of was there in the background, and he no longer was a main character. So it was kind of putting the strain on the mother or the father and daughter kind of relationship and you can tell that they were trying to go there and then the scene cut and went to something else with Dumbo. So I don't know what that was about. It was very jarring. You can tell that it was happening and I just wanted more. So because a scene got cut and we didn't see any more relationship, I didn't care about those characters anymore. I just wanted to know what 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 was with Dumbo. Yeah, those were my main cons of it. Also, the ending. uh, I didn't like the ending. They kind of tried to put a happy spin on Dumbo's ending, but it was kind of confusing to me. Like, they put him back in the wild with his mother. Um, I I will just leave that for anyone else to interpret. I won't say anything, but the, the ending was just kind of like, it felt forced, and I just wanted to see them happy, so I guess I just didn't think too much of it at all. Yeah, so those were my cons. Very short list of cons, but it it's a big, it made a big impact of how I felt about the film and probably why I won't see it again. So that's what I thought about Dumbo. It wasn't a great movie. It was just okay. And I know I kind of said the same thing about Captain Marvel and gave it a higher score, but Captain Marvel had character development, action scenes to die for, the plot As disjointed as it was, it flowed and kept intact the entire film, unlike Dumbo. Dumbo had way too many issues that you really could not turn a blind eye to, no matter how much nostalgia is wrapped around it. They replaced Timothy the Mouse and any talking animals in exchange for human characters, but didn't follow through with their storyline. So why even create them, and with that many, if you're going to give up on them halfway through the film? You know... Dumbo's storyline was true to the original animated movie with a little added to it and a little taken away that kept me engaged with Dumbo throughout the story and I wanted to know more. I was very intrigued with this character and that's what I liked about it. I was rooting for him and he succeeded and that succeeded, but that one positive and key element is not going to hold up this movie. What do you think of this movie? Did you love it? Did you hate hate it? Let me know what your favorite or least favorite parts of the movie were, and how you would rate it. Thank you for taking your time to listen to Disflix Tickets. The next movie review will be Avengers Endgame. (laughs) 